All righty, everybody. Welcome to the Hacker Hub podcast again. Welcome back. It's a beautiful Friday today. My goodness, is it a, is it a pretty day outside? And you know what? Couldn't ask for a better day to talk about some cybersecurity stuff uh, than today. So we'll get right into it. We'll get we'll break things down, and we're going to talk about some interesting stuff today, which I don't think we we haven't really talked about before, um, as far as Active Directory goes. So. I guess, yeah, let's just jump right into it. There's not a whole lot to really kind of start discussing off the bat because we're going to learn what Active Directory really is. Um, and truthfully, Active Directory is one of those things that if you go into pen testing or you go into any kind of um, really like mm, identity and access management role, uh, you will see Active Directory, even just like internal IT sees Active Directory for governing policies across a lot of different companies and a lot of different organizations. But yeah, so you'll 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 end up seeing Active Directory um, if you work in that line of uh, if you work in that profession. But essentially, Active Directory basically is a it's it's a how do I it's like an infrastructure it's a piece of software that governs like an infrastructure of essentially identity and access management roles. Um, I mean, that's a super simple, that may sound so complex and that's probably not the best wording, but in essence, you have like a listing of users. You have a whole listing of users and computers and it's users and computers. And this active directory essentially governs what all those users and computers and devices can do within that network. So basically you can say, hey, this computer has access to this thing and you know, this computer can install something as a, as a local admin. This computer can do X, Y, Z. This user is a domain administrator, which is a term you will hear and you probably will hear even more in this podcast as we go on later in time. Um, and essentially that means if you're a domain administrator that you have permissions on all the computers, all the all the accounts, everything on the domain. So in Active Directory, there are a bunch of different kind of hierarchical things that are going on. But the most important thing to understand is that you have a domain. And this domain, let's just say we're talking about google.com. We're just talking about Google, right? And a domain is something that sits internally. So think of it as like an internal network. And all it is, is it's like google.com. So my account, if let's say your company's name, I don't know, company123. So my email address would be william at company123.com, right? And that that is a domain, the at company123.com, that is the domain. However, that is a domain for external use, not necessarily internal use. So internally, it could be company123.local slash my name. I don't want to confuse everybody because that is kind of confusing. So anyway, it's just important to know that you have domains and then you have enterprises and enterprises hold domain or not enterprise. No, you have forests and forests hold domains. So I'll, I'll, well, we're in a, <laughs> in a later day, we will actually, no, 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 no. Yeah. And in, in a later day, I'll go through and I will break down what the definition of like, I'll visualize what this really is. This is kind of a train wreck. <laughs> um, anyway, so we're just going to talk about Active Directory. So we know that Active Directory is, in essence, it is a piece of software that controls the identity and access management of all systems and people inside of a organization, right? 
That's how you can determine if someone is allowed to do certain things on a computer. This is a lot of times how companies are kind of setting up their security to prevent threat actors or hackers from actually attacking their systems and being able to leverage anything inside the company, right? That's the biggest benefit to this is that you have overarching control over all this stuff. Now, with that being said, the biggest con to it is that, you know, you may have all this control, but do you really understand all of the configurations that you have for each account? There may be one account, just one small account out of your 400 accounts that you have that may have one extra little permission that allows the person to get into it and then pivot into a pivotal, uh, into a privileged user, which would be like an administrator or something. So it's very important to understand what kind of happens in your Active Directory and how it's all set up because that is, you know, that's key to understanding your security infrastructure there. So one of the things that we use in work or a lot of organizations, security organizations will use is something called Ping Castle. Now, if you're not familiar with Ping Castle, it essentially takes an Active Directory, a company's Active Directory, a company's internal directory of users and computers and audits it for all the permissions. Every literally just tears it. It rips it apart, guys. Absolutely rips it apart. And it is incredible with the feedback that you get from this thing because it's I mean, it's unparalleled anything else that you really can kind of get for an Active Directory. I'm sure there are other other solutions out there to do this, but this is the first one that we have kind of started hitting on in my organization. And I mean, we love it. It's cool. It's great stuff. And truthfully, it really does. It helps you a lot kind of identify um, some serious pain points you may have in your organization just for things you didn't even know you need to watch out for, right? That's the benefit of auditing your Active Directory, right? And with that being said, you know, a lot of companies and organizations don't realize how hard attackers really look for Active Directory misconfigurations or um, anything that may be like an easy way to get higher access to stuff, right? That is a huge, huge pain point for organizations. And even even some uh, scanning services, some, some vulnerability scanning services like Nessus by Tenable, they now have Active Directory stuff built into their software suite, right? And that's super helpful if you're trying to figure out, okay, well, where's my security hole? Where's my, where could I possibly be breached? What could really happen in this spectrum of this network, right? So one of the reasons why we harp and talk about this a lot is because one of those small hanging fruits that we can grab as an attacker, because that's what we do, that's what I do, is that we can actually grab, I'm gonna turn that music off because it sounds kind of odd, but we can grab a hash, which is essentially a password for a user that's not plain text. So it's like, this is, so I'm going to use this terminology. It's not encrypted, um, but I think that that's probably the easiest term to generally help everybody understand what it is. Imagine like it's an encrypted password. You can't really see what it is, but we can unencrypt it, right? Um, we like to call this a hash and we can take this hash and we can just crack the hash. Is That's the same kind of terminology there, right? Um, now, whenever you crack a hash, essentially what you do is you have a word list of a bunch of passwords and you're just sitting there trying all these passwords with this one hash to see which one is it. And we can do millions of these in a few hours. Like it's a, it's such a fast process. Um, you just got to hope that you have the password in, in your list, right? And so we have gigabytes and gigabytes and gigabytes and gigabytes and gigabytes worth of passwords um, on our devices. So 
That being said, grabbing that hash, there's something. So that's called a man, man in the middle attack. And we like to call this, or we like to use the tool man in the middle six or responder. So these two tools that can be used to break in and essentially steal user passwords are actually, they're really cool, really. Um, it doesn't take any user interaction, which is kind of the scary part. But if you're a pen tester or you're someone who wants to get into pen testing, you're looking at doing Active Directory stuff, which by the way, 90 to 99% of the stuff that you do, 95% of the stuff you do, will involve Active Directory if you're doing any kind of internal engagement. Um, <clears throat> now, let me repeat that, 90 to 95. There are definitely going to be times where you don't utilize this. So that, that is important to remember. There will be times that you don't even touch this at all. But understand that the vast majority of organizations and companies do utilize this stuff, right? So it's important to understand a couple of little tools that you can look into. So like I said, the first one is called Man in the Middle Six, which is M-I-T-M and then the number six, and then Responder. So the cool thing about Responder and Man in the Middle Six is that they both work kind of in the same logical concept, but in truthfulness, Man in the Middle Six is much more effective than Responder is, in our opinion, in my opinion. Um, I think it's really neat because Windows computers are by default set up to have IPv6 uh, as a preference over IPv4. And if IPv6 and IPv4, those are two different kinds of IP naming schemas. Um, and Windows computers like to verify authenticity with IPv6 for IPv4. So with Man in the Middle 6, what it does is you can take a hint by the sixth end of it. I don't even know if that's purposeful for this reasoning or not. But what it does is it sets up a poisoned or rogue uh, IPv6 server on our machine. And we can actually have all these Windows machines that are looking to verify their identity. They have their IDs out, like their state-issued IDs. And they're like, who do we give this to to verify that we are who we are and we're supposed to be here? And they see us and wherever they're wearing like just a fake, I don't know, police uniform or something like, oh, here, take my ID. You look at the ID, you're like, okay, yeah, you're good. Hand it back to them, then they're on their way. When in reality, they think that they just verified themselves with the government that, hey, we are who we say we are. But in reality, you just identified yourself with a bad guy, an attacker. So Man in the Middle 6 is incredible for that reasoning. And that's why we use it a lot, right? Computers go with IPv6 before IPv4. It's a preference in settings that is by default set by Microsoft. I don't know why they would do that, but they did. And so we're able to use man in the middle six to compromise really, really effectively to compromise a lot of organizations whenever we do pen tests on them. So uh, man in the middle six, something to go and check out if you haven't even seen it before. Super cool stuff. Really effective. Really, really neat. Um, you never know when you're going to use it next. Uh, well, actually you do the next time you do an internal assessment or something, or you have a home lab, just try it out there. So that is Man in the Middle 6 and Responder. Responder just does IPv4 poisoning um, using like a, a, a rogue uh, DNS server. or it's uh, Responder actually has a bunch of different functionalities. It's not just really one way. But anyway, so yes, both of those tools have different settings and configurations you can set up and really kind of leverage to your advantage. Um, but yeah, so MITM6 and Responder, really cool things. But now we're going to talk about user permissions in Active Directory, right? This is something we kind of touched on in the very beginning. And truthfully, like I was saying, Active Directory, the beginning was kind of a, a, a crap show, but we're, we're, we're bringing everything full circle right now. Um, Active Directory, like I said, deals a lot with user permissions, computer permissions, 
a bunch of different things. And we use tools like Bloodhound. If you haven't heard of Bloodhound before, Bloodhound is essentially a tool that will go in and it grabs all of the information out of your Active Directory and it gives it to us and it visualizes it on our computer screen so we can see what everything looks like. We can visualize and say, hey, we have this person's password using MITM6, man in the middle six. We have this person's password and we're like, okay, well, we want to verify this with the map. Where does this person sit on the map and what can they really do, right? How, how can they really leverage this user's password to break further into the map, to get further into the network. So this is the user permissions area, and this is what we really have to harp on and focus on. And this is one of the things why a lot of industry-leading professionals and experts like myself and a bunch of other people are really kind of harping on this zero-trust thing. If you guys don't follow Integro, um, they're a great company. I do a lot of work with them. Uh, some really, really good people over there, Jim Skidmore um, and Courtney Ausher. They're both awesome individuals. If you can go over there and check out that company, they're they're great. They do a lot about zero trust. They partner with a lot of different organizations. They're they're a global leader in this stuff in zero trust, and um, this is the importance of it, right? Zero trust is not a solution. It is not a product. We don't do zero trust. You always try and achieve zero trust. It's a way of thinking. It's a way of it's it's a workflow. Really, it's it's. It's a methodology. It's not just one thing. And so that's the interesting thing about it as far as user permissions go because you're probably sitting there like, well, why does why do user permissions and zero trust really, really go together? So the reasoning behind it is you have zero trust in your users. You can't trust your users because that's you never know if the validity of that user, you never know if someone bad is using that other person's account, like the one that we captured that password for, you never know if it's that actual person or if we're the ones using it and we're trying to break into your company. So the premise of zero trust, let me just break it down, is really just don't trust anybody. And before you, like whenever you start to govern trust or give trust out to other users or individuals, you then verify and you say, hey, you know, I see that you know, the, the person has to request access first off. So they say, hey, Integro, or hey, company, I need access to... Computer 591 on port 445 for SMB. And the IT team or whoever your designated person or people are for the Zero Trust methodology and the, and the network administrators will say that. They'll, they'll see that and they'll say, okay, um, you need access to this. How long do you need access for? What do you need access for? Um, and just get a whole list of things as to why you need access. How long will you be in there? Um, it's another big one. And just, just a bunch of stuff, right? Similarly, as if you were growing up as a, as a child or you have friends who are growing up as kids and you would always hear the parents say, hey, or the kids say, hey, mom, dad, I want to go to Jimmy's house today after school. And mom and dad are kind of like, okay, uh, so you're going to Jimmy's house. Where does Jimmy live? Okay, cool. Yeah, so he lives there. All right, cool. How long are you going to be there? Or they give you an amount of time to say, hey, you have an hour to be there and then you have to be back home. Um. Or they, they, they have this whole set of questions they want to know answers to before they say, yeah, you're good to go over there, right? Similar with zero trust, you have to do the same thing. You have to make sure that people are supposed to be where they are. And if, if someone's in there and you didn't give them access to it and they're doing stuff, just like a parent, you're going to be frantic. You're going to be like, what is going on? I need to fix this. Something's happening. Um, we need to investigate right now. We need to go find our kid. We need to go find out what this person is doing in our network. Kind of same reaction, right? So zero trust is super important in the sense of, hey, let's let's take a step back and let's redefine what we 
what we actually do for our security policies. Let's let's really just regovern and re kind of focus and center what's going on in our network because man, can it be a whole cluster nowadays? It is so crazy out there in the wild west, uh, in the wild west, <laughs> quote unquote. Um, and these things that we call big organizational networks, um, you know, they're, they're, sometimes these companies, they acquire other companies and then their systems just grow. Like they just, they start putting all the computers together. And before you know it, you have 3000 computers. You don't know what's going on. You have like 6,000 users. It's wild. It's crazy. So it's hard to keep track of. I definitely get that. So zero trust eliminates a lot of that, um, ineffectiveness, uh, or any of those misconfiguration oversights because users just don't have the privileges to do anything anyway. Um, also ensuring that you have strong passwords. That's a huge thing. Uh, you really don't want to have a weak password if you're a privileged user, but that's a different topic for a different time. Um, so next up, we're going to talk about DC syncing and what DC syncing really is. So, um, truthfully, I've, I've had a lot of people ask me, Hey, what is, what is a DC sync? What does that mean? I don't really know what that means. I'm getting new. I'm new into this role or to this thing. I want to learn as much as I can, right? So a DC sync is essentially whenever you contact a computer on the network, you have your computer and you, you go to another computer and you say, hey, give me all of your Active Directory users and their passwords. And it just says, okay, you're good to go, right? Now, it's not necessarily as simple as that. It actually does take quite a bit of privilege escalation into the network. You can't just do that with anybody. You can't. You have to have privileges and you have to be on the right machine to do it. But in essence, DC syncing is essentially domain controller sync. And this service is used with domain controllers that work on the network, which domain controllers are the ones that govern computers and people and stuff too. Um, they sit inside of a domain. Those are like all the brains for the actual network. And so they have something called DC sync where they all just sync up with each other and they say, oh, here's the changed information. Let's pass on to all the domain controllers. That way, if you log in from somewhere else, it'll already have your new password or whatever it may be. So um, DC sync is something that we can leverage as an attacker to really compromise further into the organization, right? We can actually use that to, hey, you know, we've compromised the domain administrator for this network. Let's grab all the users and let's do a password audit. Let's see if anybody shares the same password. Let's see if anybody does all this other stuff. You know, you can really see other types of attack paths from just that. Because I mean, a lot of times you'll see, um, you'll see reshared passwords. You'll see similar and same passwords on networks. It happens all the time. And a lot of times people, you know, organizations be like, well, why did you go in there? Why did you dump all of this traffic? What, what, what was the point of dumping all of these passwords and things? Well, in reality, buddy, like we want to see if there are any users that share passwords in here because that's a huge attack path. And that's something that can be overlooked in any other kind of pen test that you do if people don't look at that or if you don't audit that or if you don't look at it. So um, that being said, this is kind of like the introduction to Active Directory. It's not... I mean, this wasn't the fastest of introductions, but you know what? It's fine. It works. Um, you know, I, I definitely left quite a few rabbit holes in here, but that will be discussed and, and addressed in future recordings, um, which is perfectly fine. I think that that leaves us a lot of room to talk here. Um, so anyway, thank you for listening to this Active Directory kind of introduction thing. Uh, I know it's kind of a mess, kind of total freaking mess, but 
you know what? Honestly, Active Directory is something that's really, really neat. And if you haven't looked into it all and this is the first time you're hearing it, that's truthfully, that was my goal was just to spark some kind of interest for it for you. Um, so hopefully you can go and check out Active Directory resources, learn about it, see what it's about. Check out TCM Security. Heath Adams over there has got great content. He does some great stuff. I just finished my PMPT certification, which is Practical Network Penetration Tester, uh, through him and his organization, and it was a great experience. I've got coworkers who are going through it right now. Could not ask for a better teacher or an even better exam. Loved the exam. It was super realistic, super, super realistic, really. Um, but yeah, so thank you guys for listening to Hacker Hub. Hopefully you guys have a great weekend. Stay safe, stay cyber secure, stay cyber aware, as always. And we will see you guys on the next episode.